0: friends uh I'm Stephen from Cortez I forgot who I was no I didn't I know where I am welcome to the why they have not podcast y'all this is episode 55 my guest today is uh Hiram Sanchez a LA based filmmaker director uh and yes an- another wonderful friend from college from Cal State Northridge dude I got more than a degree from there my dudes uh, but Hiram's here to uh, talk about his latest film, Boner Man. Ooh, what's Boner Man about? Well, come find out. Well, not everything, of course, because you got to come watch it. It's coming out, uh, coming out in, the, in August. Oh my God, find out! Come, Welcome to the YDF Now podcast. Get cozy. We're about to get a little weird with Hiram Sanchez. Let's go.
1: You what know? a girl wants what a girl needs whatever, whatever makes me <laughs> <the dinner>. <laughs> <laughs> oh Who's
0: my god that mandy moore? is that well, mandy
1: moore is that is she is she the one who says that i think it's Ma- is it mandy moore or christina aguilera i oh, think it's one of those oh two. it's christina
0: aguilera yeah, yeah yeah christina aguilera it is i think so yeah okay. she, she's also the genie in the bottle right I, no, remember, was,
1: I remember. Gina. That is Christina Aguilera. That's Gina Christina Aguilera. Because I yeah. feel like the
0: same, it's the same, same voice I'm hearing in my head.
1: Yeah, it's around that same era. It was the early aughts. That was early odds. This is a weird
0: time, man. But I got. I got to introduce you. I know. I got an intro that I introduce people. But I got to like just say like today's- No, a- it's
1: fine. Don't credit me. I'm I just gotta, a voice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome the random voice to the podcast to the YDF it's just a body F-9. voice. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a body to this voice. Uh, this is a friend. I feel like a, 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 if anything, this is like a big plug for going to college. It's like you meet so many friends in college. Fuck your degree. Yeah. You make. Yeah. You, it, that's like the best part I got out of college. Right? think it's all the cool people i've met and uh, it's all you,
1: networking pretty much yeah
0: yeah and you fit in that category my friend not just networking but a cool you, you you're you're so money since the day <laughs> we've we've met and bonded over our love over swingers and shit dude the movie not the <laughs> Like the movie, <laughs> we got. Wait, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Me and Hiram, this is Hiram Sanchez, but we we didn't meet because of our love of swingers, like the activity. The we met film. because we
1: are swingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was our sexual promise. Our, our- our sexual predilections is what brought us together.
0: Yeah, I was in the grocery store. I had my pineapple on my car and he was like, give me the eye. He gave he me the like, eye. I know, I
1: know what's up.
0: <laughs> I know what the pineapple means. Dude, when I found out the pineapple means, I started keeping my eye open in the grocery store. I thought
1: that was so like, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Like, what do you do if like you just love pineapple, though? No, it's like this is just for me to eat.
0: But you know, like, like that's like a way, like in a grocery store, right? Say you're just like going, you're with your partner at the grocery store, boopy boop, 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 get some crackers, you know, get some juice, and then if you see a couple right walking past you, and they have a pineapple on like the little seat area where you would put a child, if they have a mm. pineapple there, that's like the the swinger universal sign of like we're open for 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 applications, if you will. So, oh if my god, yeah, so. That, it's like one of those low key things, you know.
1: I didn't know that's what it was. I thought like it was like a uh, like a symbol for swingers for some reason. <laughs> I didn't know the origin or the background of like why it is a pineapple. That makes a lot more sense than just being like this random fruit means we like
0: we like being open. We're a very open couple. It's weird, yeah. No, like like did you know back in the seventies? And I learned this from musical theater, but in the seventies, when a friend taught me this too. So there's a musical called Fun Home. It's about a little girl. Yeah. In the 70s, who uh, her family, they own like this, uh, this, uh, this funeral home. And it's a story about a little girl discovering that she's gay, but also having a father who's in the closet. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's a song called Ring of Keys that the little girl is singing when she sees this uh, masculine woman walk through the diner and she just, you know, fucking crushes on her hard, Right.
1: Yeah. As anybody would.
0: Uh, Yeah, as 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 any young lesbian becoming who she is, you know, sees a beautiful butch lesbian walk through the door with a ring of keys, she swooned, dude. And and I learned that back in the day, like that's how lesbians would like like be like, yo, I'm like, you know, you can't be open about being gay back in the day, right? You can't be like, yo, I'm a lesbian, I'm open for business. So they'd be like, here's a ring of keys on my on my belt Ah. or whatever, like, and that's like the universal symbol, like, yes. But I see. Okay.
1: That's, that's the code. That's the, the, the calling
0: card. So swingers have their thing. Lesbians have their thing. Everyone has like a little a little thing, man, when you have to like live in secrecy. You know what I mean? Bisexual like... people
1: have four different beverages on their table at all t- times. Wait, what? Bisexual? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bisexual, like, I, I, I'm bi-pan, but like, I, uh-huh. we always have like three beverages um, <laughs> on the table. Like, I got to have something that's caffeinated, something that'll hydrate you, and a wild card. So it's three beverages. We like drinks. I don't know why. It's just nice. That's how I like to drink. Am
0: I bisexual?
1: Wait. Whoa. That's how that's I like, like to a drink. podcast.
0: Wait. <laughs> this, this podcast is bringing up a lot of emotions right now. <laughs> I heard about the drink thing. Wait. Let me. I think I'm, like, I feel like my face is too. I want to like feel like I'm not too tiny. I don't know if that helped. But wait. Because yeah. I heard about that drink thing, but I never heard it connected to bisexual people.
1: It's like a, it's like a, oh, it's kind of like the same thing about like people that are bark that are by can't sit like properly. They have to like do this weird like sitting thing. I do that too. Wait, what? Wait. wait. Uh, hey, who's gonna who's gonna tell Stephen? Who's gonna tell Stephen? <laughs> ba- baby, Hiram's convincing me I'm
0: bisexual. I don't know if this is like he's coercing me. I don't know. But so far, I, I hit two things of being bisexual. Stephanie's wait, Stephanie. Do you like drinking more than one drink at a time? Like if you have like a cat. But you don't drink cat. She she breaks the trope, I think. So ready? You have to have multiple drinks. It's a caffeinated drink, a hydrating drink, and a a wild wild card. No, she's like, we're breaking molds here. Maybe that's why you found each other. I'm like an odd, I'm an odd one myself. And then she's like, she's like, I'm bisexual, but I don't. How about sitting on a chair? Oh, you do sit funny on chairs.
1: I'm telling you. Oh, it's a thing. Okay. So we've we've got one thing locked down for Stephanie.
0: Huh. People are fluid, man. Like all these like labels and stuff, like me and Stephanie were talking about about like aliens, right? And yeah, I, I'm believing As you do. As you do in you know Sunday mornings drinking your coffee in bed baby aliens.
1: <laughs> talking to a talking to a stranger <laughs> at the DMV about
0: aliens. Yeah. Hey Bill, so do you think <laughs> aliens are just futuresses? Because that's what I'm thinking, man. But for real, that's what I'm thinking, that they're just future us's.
1: So the aliens are?
0: Yeah, because, okay, and I'm just, like, regurgitating shit I've been hearing myself, right? So I'm no like, but, like, if you think about, like, Neanderthals and who we evolved from, right? What's the right. difference between them and us, you know?
1: Um, a lot more knowledge, uh, better tools, better brain development. Physically. Uh,
0: time. <laughs> Yeah, over time, like our muscle mass went down. We got less hairier for sure, right? And we got yes. way more smarter. We got smarter, right? So, yeah. like, aliens, the way we see aliens, every time we see, like, an alien in TV or film or whoever, like, says, you know, they've seen an alien and what, do, and how do they describe them, right? They describe them as, like, not very muscular, skinny beings, big heads, right? And, yeah. and if you take that same, you know, if you push our evolution further, hypothetically speaking, right? And if mm-hmm. we got less muscular, way less hair and way smarter, who's to say we wouldn't develop into aliens like that? Ready? Right? We're like genitals don't fucking matter anymore. Sex, gender, well, like, no, it
1: doesn't matter well, anymore. We have to matter to procreate, like, on a, on a, on a, to, a, to a certain extent, right? Mm-hmm. Unless, they, unless there's a way to find out that, like, oh, we don't need this shit to procreate. I mean, we don't. We could just, like, you know no test tube babies all that stuff that can happen cloning maybe um, but also i think i think i think <laughs> that makes me wonder like if we don't have genitals like how far off until our like human race development do we just like get bored with sex <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, sex, well, think of sex is like just like a regular need, like eating, right? And it's just to survive as a species to, you know, yeah, we can do all these romantic notions, like "Uh, I found my person or like we wanted to make a baby. Sure. But basically, we're just trying to survive as a species. You want to make more, you know, of who we are. But I want, I wonder if we can get to a point where we're like, you know what? There's, we don't need need it no more. There's so many people.
1: Like we got to control this. Like we have to figure out how there's an on off switch to this because. (laughs) everybody sex is sex is not cool anymore all right sex is lame if you have sex you're lame think about gotta make abstinence cool again abstinence needs to be cool again because
0: think about every major conflict like in history where like ships like hordes of ships were sent to like conquer this land because he wanted the girl you know yeah there's it's always yeah it's always groined propelled it's all
1: just yeah i just i just It's just everybody's just down bad. Everybody wants. And then we start oppressing each
0: other with sex. You know, like if we let anyone just have sex, cool, right? If if if, 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 but but no, we oppress each other. We get to like, what are you doing in the bedroom? What's between your legs? Fuck you. What do you care? You know what I mean?
1: But we care. In your shopping cart,
0: (laughs) it's a pineapple, bro. (laughs) Got a pincha piña, fool.
1: (laughs) Yeah, bro. Oh, oh man! Let me let me put on. Do not disturb. Sorry about that. Okay, I'm good. Oh, do your thing. Oh so I
0: feel like the spark is yeah. still here. You know, I feel really good about this. I'm I'm gelling. I'm gelling and jamming. I, I did this with Sarkis too, and it went well with Sarkis as well.
1: Oh, Sarkis is hysterical.
0: Sarkis was Sarkis was a treat uh, because he gives, he gave me like that Armenian perspective because I grew up with so many oh. Armenians and I feel like I don't have enough Armenian friends in my life now because I left Novo. Yeah. But, like, mm-hmm. he was just sharing some good shit, and I was getting lit as fuck, too. So he was, like, giving me this, like, saying that his grandpa told his father. And I'm like, dude, can you say that in Armenian?
1: And I was like, fuck, that's beautiful. <laughs> Damn. That's, <laughs> now that's what I call Armenian. That's <laughs>
0: Armenian. That's hella Armenian, bro. Inches get him, man. Fuck. <laughs> uh, but uh, enough about that beautiful Armenian man. Uh, Hiram, bro. Like, so what have you been up to, dude? Like, I know you have... Oh, We can talk about Boner Man, the film, in a little bit. Like, I don't want to like just jump into that, man. But right, right. But what led to Boner Man? Like, how did Boner Man
1: become? And like, right. Um. So, so um. It's it's pretty much like really simply put. Um. This is the story I tell everybody about how Boner Man got made. Um. It was me and my partner Jax. And uh, we're just sitting in the kitchen and we're just having our, you know, they're drinking their tea. I'm drinking my coffee. And sometimes we just riff and we just like come up with bits. And so we just started like layering this idea of a guy who is like a a sexual superhero. (laughs) But he's also very like concerned about how everybody feels like a very like socially aware sexual superhero. But then we also had a joke about him being like an accountant. (laughs) And then so we just kept piling it and piling and piling it. Into what was like a really rough sketch of what Boner Man was. And then I looked at them and I said, you should make this into a movie because Jax, Jax and I are writers, but Jax is a better writer than I am. And um, I was like, you should make this into a movie. And they were like, yeah, OK. And so I thought that they were like, you know, brushing me off, just being like, yeah, whatever. And then I think like pff, two weeks later, um, they gave me like a, like, a, like a 70 page script and they just like dropped it on my lap. And they were like, all right, go direct it. Let's do it. Wait. And then we made bone that's that's how Boner Man got started. wait, how long did it take them? like two weeks they can they they can knock out Jeez. like a script and no problem and this is it's not like a short it's a feature, yeah, not how many pages how many- oh, it was like seventy or eighty pages damn and but, it's a uh, it's a full feature it's a full length feature oh. mockumentary comedy film um yeah and so we we had um two readings because this was like during the middle of the pandemic Mm. and so there was a lot of things that we had to like you know maneuver around in terms of like covid and stuff like that but um we had one zoom reading just to hear it out loud with um the cast and then we got like our cast fleshed out and we got it set and then we had a second reading with them and so once that was done it was me Jax um our friend katie and then uh, my roommate at the time and friend deirdre and we were all producers it was the four of us it was a four-person team of just like um creating schedules creating a budget reaching out to people who we want to be the dp um finding out payment all that stuff and we just built it and like oh how are we going to how are we going like what are our days going to look like for shooting and filming is it possible to make those days where are the locations that we're going to be at yeah all this stuff Food, because you can't make a movie and like not feed people on set. You have to feed people like it's a thing, and it's so illegal. They they might die of exhaustion. Pretty well. That's the thing is like <laughs> if you if you're doing something and like the least you can do if you're filming anything, um, like with a short, you could probably like get away with just like oh you know take an hour. We're gonna everybody go get a snack and come back, or go to In and Out or whatever and come back. Or the feature and it's like something that's like a bigger production. Not to say that what we had was a big production, but it's like it's it's a. Uh, it's an, kind of like an unspoken thing. It's like you have to feed your team. You have mm-hmm. to feed your team, and so our friend Katie would would pretty much cook for everybody. So it was cheaper for us if we just made home meals. Nice. And so we would meet at a at a location after a certain amount of after a certain point of the day, and we would just eat, get back together, and then go back out and keep shooting, just running and gunning. It was me, the DP, our actors. And um, either my partner Jax or my roommate Deirdre, and, and we it... had, uh huh. No, no. Please continue. Oh, and then we would have um, our friend Katie doing. Um... God, what's it called? Is it called DIT? I'm not sure. It's a. Uh, it's the person that like gets the footage, like on the file, and just uploads it to a computer. And you're just doing that all day, just putting footage onto a physical storage space. Ah, so that man. way, because if you lose the footage, you lose a whole day. Mm-hmm. That's a whole day gone. Yeah. So you need to have somebody, you know, coming back, changing batteries and another person that's there separately to like, you know, make sure that the files are being put on the computer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then we had an editor, which was a um, uh, a friend of Jax's um, in Arkansas. Jax grew up in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And so we had our editor was like 1500 miles away Jeez. editing the movie. And so and we had all working a- off
0: like di- virtual clouds just exchanging yes. clips. Yes. Like yeah. w- would he send w- would the editor send jacks and y'all like send y'all like uh, uh like dailies or something of like stuff they just worked on or like stuff they, they just finished or anything like to, free to check and like back and forth?
1: Not really. We didn't really have that sort of like privilege. All we were able to do was just accumulate all the footage. Mm-hmm go through it we would have to like we would make our own daily so we would say it would be me Jax, and um deirdre it would go through the files and we would mark off the ones that we liked hmm, mark okay. we would mark the takes that we liked and we would mark the takes that we didn't like or that were bad takes okay and so even during filming because i was i'm also in it as um i play the the the, the documentary filmmaker <laughs> so it's a little it's a little meta and so we would do a take and I would look to Deirdre, who was kind of like the production manager at that point. I was like, okay, mark that one. That was a good take. And so we would go back and we would kind of compare the take I thought was good versus the take that I thought that was good at that moment, mm. and kind of cross examining them and being like, this is the better one.
0: I mean, what was that like for you to just like have to play actor and director simultaneously
1: sometimes? It was, it was kind of like, it was easy to get into like the, because like I'm not gonna say like it was a rigorous like rule and blah blah blah. Because I'm just playing like a documentary filmmaker who's kind of an asshole who's weighing over his over his over his head, and I was actually being a mockumentary filmmaker weighing over his head, trying really hard not to be an asshole.
0: <laughs> what a so
1: stretch. I just, exactly. So it was it was I was I was just pretty much playing myself, but I was uh, had to like I was able to like vent my like frustrations through the character. Because the entire time the character's like, "Fuck, shit's not going well." Oh my god! Because my character's also like trying to make sure this movie works and right. to like get a lot of um. Uh, my character, his name is George Jacques Cousteau, who's the great name. I read that in
0: the summary. Great
1: name. <laughs> yeah, and um, he's a um, struggling filmmaker, and he's trying to make this documentary, but he has no no money to make it. And so he finds the story about, you know, Boner Man online <laughs> and he goes and he, and he pursues him and uh, pretty much just follows him. He's like one of those uh, he's one of those documentarians that like lives and like eats and like with his subject and gets really, really, you know, connected with him. Right. So that's sort of his whole deal.
0: And was there like a rehearsal process before shooting or what, or like what, what was what was the whole process like from. Like between like from getting the script done to like we're shooting, was it just A to B?
1: There were there were certain moments where um because because of the pandemic, we had to do some Zoom rehearsals. Mm. So we did the we did the second reading, and that was more like we're gonna refine it and get closer to where we want for the finished product. But there were some actors, there were some actors who had smaller parts where I'm like I'm not worried about you, and then there were some actors where I was like okay, this is a big chunk and this is like a big emotional part of the movie. It's, it's 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 called boner but there's a lot of emotional parts to it and right. so i had to like sit down with them one-on-one kind of like how we are right now mm-hmm. and i would we would go over this the the script beat for beat of you know what we want the scene to evoke and how i want that person to kind of like kind of just like you know push them in the right direction by like giving them sort of like prompts and like oh do it this whole do this whole script the entire time you're like um you're just like you're just tapping your hand with this pen, just to like get that sort of like you know rhythm in your head, mm-hmm. that internal anxiety, things like that. Prompts to help them get there. Not that they needed a lot of help because mm-hmm. everybody was phenomenal and phenomenal to work with. But um, we would do that. And there were some other times where there's a there's one moment in the film that's very like physically. Um, what's the word? Physically not 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 demanding, but there's a lot of like physical bits to it. Mm-hmm. And so it was me and um, you know Brendan right. Brendan Brand- Mulligan? Oh, I love M- Brendan Mulligan. Yeah. yeah. He's in it. And, um, is he a big? Because a,
0: I saw like a, a still with him. Is he, uh, what's his role?
1: Um, he plays a, um, like a, uh, a journalist, like a freelance journalist who hears about Boner Man and he's just like really rooting for him. <laughs> right oh, on. he's just this nice guy that he says he's a journalist, but he just is kind of like unemployed and just writes articles online. And oh. he just ends up becoming a friend of the of uh, the documentarian and Boner Man. <laughs> oh, and that so, um, yeah, and so there's a scene with him, and he's uh, trying to get information, and he's nervous. Mm-hmm. And so he has to do all these things. Uh, I kind of, like, directed Brennan to do things, like, beat by beat. Like, okay, you're gonna move your body like this? It was kind of like a choreography to get this very funny um, body language portrayed on screen. And that scene is all one take. So we had a... Ooh. Yeah, we had to really, um, it's kind of one take. There's some cutaways, but for the mm-hmm. most part, it's one take. And then we edited it properly. So that way we intercut. Um, so he had to really get that choreography down because if he didn't do it, it mm-hmm. would um, kind of mess the, next, um, the rest of the thing that would happen. But he got it. After we like, choreographed it at his house, <laughs> um, he just nailed it by the time we were filming.
0: Dude, how rad. Right on for like those long single takes. Like I miss those. I love yeah. those long takes where it feels like a real living moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, those are those are so much fun. I um it's a whole like cuz I I love Birdman. It's, like one of my favorite movies. Mm. So I really wanted to emulate that sort of feeling. But um there are there are moments where we do cut away, but the way that we did shoot it, we I think we only have like two cuts in that mm. in that whole scene and it's kind of a long scene. But uh so I guess I can't really call it one shot, but it's a uh, it's a longer sequence than most because a lot of the movies, just like okay, interview with this person, just one camera and this guy in front of us, and yada yada. But it's uh, I really wanted to add as much as I could and play around with the camera and like how we're how we're moving with the um, with the characters.
0: Nice. And then location wise, like when you're because I saw some stills, it looks like you're shooting just on the street. Was it just yeah. like was it just like guerrilla style shooting, just like going out with the camera oh, yeah. and gear? We stole every shot.
1: Everything we stole. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't do any. No permits. No nothing. Nothing. Well, the thing is that you you need a permit if you are um, putting down sticks. If you have like a tripod or something. Oh, okay. But if you're if you're holding it by your hand or you have like a, a gyro or some sort of like shoulder rig, you don't need it.
0: Dude, I have no idea of all that stuff. Okay, so. Be- and
1: that's, that's at least what i heard
0: <laughs> oh shit it's like this is what i googled man this is what i yeah. did a quick five second google search i was like we're good we just have it on our
1: shoulders yeah we're good and also like there's like this the the common bullshit rules like if you get pulled over by cops and they're like do you have a permit you just say oh it's a student film whatever hmm. Hmm. and they're okay. just like you can't they can't like really hassle you and if they do hassle you just be like all right you know fucking let's let's get out of here that's so wild.
0: like I don't know. I guess that's like, you can create a disturbance I guess if you're filming a movie. I mean, if you have a big enough I guess a lot of people but how many people would you have like on location
1: while shooting like average? At the most like 6. Oh. 6 yeah. or 7. So it was a really small group of like people just running and gunning, just stealing shots um Such a rad term, stealing shots. Like dude, that's what it's we, called, we stealing, yeah, shots? stealing like, shots. Yeah, if you don't have a permanent shit, you're stealing shots. Yeah, if you don't have like a formal, like, oh, I'm here to film, blah blah blah. This is my right. notice. You call it stealing shots.
0: I mean, does, does it feel more exciting when you're out there stealing no. shots? <laughs> no. Oh fuck! I thought you're, you're like, all oh, right we gotta do this real quick, guys. They're gonna be, they're gonna catch us. Well,
1: it, it's, it's. I wouldn't use the word exciting. I would say, you know it's it's anxiety inducing. Ah,
0: the other side of exciting the (laughs) other anxiety i'm just like all right
1: you know who's out here no one's here okay we're losing sunlight fuck we have three more scenes to film they're both pretty fucking big scenes we can't really cheat you know the light for those things um the, the audio was being interfered. There's one, there's one location that we used all the time, but we were near like a cell phone tower. Mm-hmm. So the audio would get fucked up. Our audio engineer would be like, hey, I can't really hear anything. I can't mm-hmm. pick up a lot of things because a lot of the stuff we used were um, wireless mics. And so we couldn't really, um, uh, we had a lot of audio issues because of that um, cell phone interference. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It was a lot of times it's just like, fuck, things were like stacked against you. And um, there was, there were like moments where we wanted to be we had to be at a specific spot. Yeah. But we were in this very like industrial area. Um so there'd be moments where like, all right, we're gonna go back to the same exact spot we were yesterday, and we would get there and it's just like full of cars. Or like, they're 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 working they're working today or they're street cleaning on the opposite side, so we can't we can't take this spot until this car leaves. Right. And so we would just go back home and be like, all right, we'll come back to this. What's next on the docket?
0: I mean, when you're off, you know, 20 years from now, you and Jack's filming your version of Clerks 3, you're going to be like, fuck. Remember Boner Man? When you're on, <laughs> when you're on Boner Man 3, you're going you're gonna to think back to Boner Man 1 like, fuck, that was wild.
1: What a wild Batman time. Three bigger and bonier <laughs> bigger and bonier the deep cut edition waterman 3d it's coming right at me <laughs> oh, but man. yeah it was it was just very um, cause like I've never directed anything that big except for like you know um some theater stuff some small like one acts um, my own shit and some shorts but this was just like alright let's we're gonna put you to the gauntlet and you're gonna figure it out and it was a huge learning moment for me. Yeah, did, uh, yeah. Who? Do you have any like,
0: like while making Birdman, like when when like you when you were as the director before production started, do you do you, like who were your inspirations? Did you like does does Birdman pull from say like like who does Bo- Bird I mean Boner Birdman? Who does Bonerman pull from? You know what I mean? Like um, where did you pull from, or did you pull from anything?
1: I was I pulled a lot from. Two from two teams. Uh I pulled a lot from Quentin DePoe, who's this uh French comedy director. He's also like an EDM artist. He's part of like um Daft Punk's label. What? He's um yeah, yeah, yeah. What an interesting his, person. Uh, Jeez. His, his EDM uh his like DJ moniker is uh Mr. Oizo, but his name is Quentin DePoe. And he did um you know that movie Rubber about the killer tire? Rub Oh the movie with the killer tire! that, yeah. was, that was him? That was him. That was such a weird movie. I loved it. Yeah, so he did a movie called um, Wrong Cops, and it's about these cops who are just fucking dirtbags and they're not doing their job. So it's just it's just these cops just doing stupid shit and like being as corrupt as possible, but not in like a smart, cool way. It's just them being idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's pretty much just Reno Nine One One, but like weirder. <laughs> so I stole a lot from like the way he shoots things and like his level of humor. Um, just the absurdity of it. and yeah. the like, It's mostly the colors because a lot of his stuff looks like raw footage. But it's like there's a lot of pastels, a lot of soft hues. So I, I wanted to borrow his sort of look because it seems very like indie and very sort of uh, not necessarily clean but not necessarily dirty either. It's just like a very like muted look yeah. uh, with some really like bright colors that are muted. So I wanted to borrow that and I also borrowed a lot from uh, Daniels or the, the directors behind um, Swiss Army Man and most recently Everything Everywhere All at Once. God
0: damn. What a film. What a team.
1: Yeah. So I, a lot of, even with Jax when they were writing it, mm-hmm. we just took a lot from Swiss Army Man. And that, oh. like the idea of like, it's, because you go to Swiss Army Man and you, you buy a ticket and you sit down and you're like, I'm going to see this movie about Daniel Radcliffe as a dead body farting. For an hour and a half with Paul Dano? Uh, Yeah, it's going to be (laughs) fun. And then you're like halfway through the movie, you just start bawling and start thinking about what it means to be alive and the things that we hide from ourselves. And then you leave the movie and you're like, I can't believe that movie made me feel something like that. So that's what we wanted. That's what Jax really, really wanted when they were writing it. And um, we 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 would like go over the script together and they would be like, okay, what do you think about blah, 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 blah. So we would go back and forth on, you know, what we thought the movie was going to be like. Um, but they wrote the whole thing. And there would be moments where, not moments, but I think their whole goal was to have people leave the the space or the theater that we were showing it and be like, I can't believe a movie named Boner Man made me cry. So that's what we wanted. We wanted a really silly movie to draw you in, but we also wanted to make... To show you, like that, it has like a, a heart, you know. It has yeah. something to say, um, and that's what it is. It's it's just it's, it's a silly movie with a lot of heart, and we really wanted to make it a very like, it's a very tender movie too. You know, you think you go and you think you're seeing something like South Park or like some shit. And It's just like no, no, no. This it's actually pretty sweet. It's a really genuine sweet movie with a very silly idea. That's fucking rad, dude. Yeah. So that's that was that's what we. Those are the two main people that we you know pulled from and i, I mean i wish Jax was here for it so i could ask them but i mean
0: when it comes to Jax's writing style i don't know if you could answer this but
1: mm-hmm.
0: what i mean who inspires Jax? you know what, what, what like what like the style is it is it the same same director you mentioned prior
1: we both have very different um kind of like I think the best way to describe it is like schoolings of like, you know, when you're somewhere and you're a fan of something and you want to emulate that, I would consider mm-hmm. that like a schooling. Mm-hmm. So um, Jax is more like, Jax really, really loves this idea of, you know, just just two idiots. <laughs> but they're idiots that you root for and you love and you kind of, you know, see behind, you know, behind the veil, they are these like beautiful creatures underneath yeah. it all. So it's it's like finding, you get something really stupid and absurd, but there's like something so innately and deeply beautiful in it that you can't help but you know love them and cheer them on the whole way yeah. uh family stuff is also another thing that they're really really into mm. um they're they're kind of like a uh, they kind of have like a a martin mcdonough kind of vibe we're just like okay yeah these two ridiculous characters in this situation but it's not necessarily about everything that's going on it's about who they are as people and what they're yeah. going through
0: Oh, it's so rad! I wonder if Jax is a fan of Tommy Boy.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I haven't asked them that. You, I mean, I, I, I've never heard them talk man. About Tommy Boy. Yeah,
0: you, you ever watch Tommy Boy? No. It's Chris Farley and David Spade back in the day, dude, just two <laughs> two idiots. To, Chris Farley's the son of like some like super rich like motor mechanics company guy, and like David Spade just works for the dad, and they're two idiots. That just reminded me of that, but. That's so heartwarming. It just it feels I don't know, that's that's that's
1: that's uh relatable. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that's at the end of the day, at the end of the day that's what we want. Like we we really, well, Jack's really got a lot of inspiration from um, you know, a lot of because being in theater and like, mm-hmm. you know, film and TV and stuff like that. A lot of our friends and people that we know were are actors and they want to really be actors and the idea of like wanting to be an actor and like really, really wanting to succeed is such a big dream that sometimes people will look at you and just like laugh at you. Like you want to be okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So we took a lot of our inspiration from like the, the struggles of what it means to be like trying to make it as by pursuing this big dream that you have, that you really, really believe and you think that you can pull it off. And like we know people that like yeah I want to be an actor and that's I try to make that my full time thing and I was sleeping in my car I was only eating like once every couple of days like you we wanted to like borrow that struggle and kind of like copy and paste it onto this character that we had so it's this character who really wants to make it as a sexual vigilante yeah and you can con- you can call them delusional but it's like how delusional are you if you're really following and pursuing something you really care about something that's not really that's not hurting anybody you just Genuinely believe in it, and you believe in the good that is within it, which is really silly for a movie called Boner Man.
0: (laughs) No, that's so that's so beautiful, no dude. It's it it seems like Boner Man is just the variable for us, the viewer watching it. You know, whether you know, Boner Man wants to be a sexual vigilante. Why the fuck not? We all have these little dreams, right? Of we're like, we want to do this, we want to do that, but. The world makes us stop it because, you know, life's hard you know, it's not yeah. – there are sacrifices you got to make, right? Like living in your car, mm-hmm. eating once a week, whatever these struggles are that people go through, right? You know, and it's, it's, it's easy to be comfortable. It's easy yeah, to- the,
1: world, the world just kicks your ass no mm-hmm. matter what. No matter what your dream is, um, the world is going to eventually beat the shit out of you and then you just have to learn to pick yourself up yeah, and keep going be that sexual vigilante you know never give up
0: you know i don't want
1: to spoil it but it's like he 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 finds peace with what he wants to do oh
0: Hmm.
1: yeah don't give it away don't give it (laughs) away away. but yeah i'm i'm really proud of it i'm very very proud of it it's I, it's something that, like, you know when you make your own thing, you make your own work or whatever, yeah. something creative, and you look back on it, and you kind of, like, you this flinch, and like, oh, fuck, I can't believe I... Uh, it's like watching yourself jerk off, you're like, no, what are you doing, stop! And then, you know, but when you watch something that you're really, really proud of, and you still laugh, and you still, like, get those swelling, butterfly emotional moments, that's when you know that something... I don't want to say the word holds up, but it's something that like you feel good about. And that's all you can really do is when you're making Mm -hmm. something is make sure that you, that you get something out of it and that you still enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Even though you've watched it a million times in the editing bay.
0: (laughs) God, of it, no one knows boner man more
1: well than you. Fucking a, every (laughs) inch of that boner man, (laughs) every inch, man, every inch, man. It's, it was a lot, but I, I really, really love it. And I really want people to see it. I want people to have like, get a lot of eyes on it, you know? Yeah.
0: Is it only available... Like, is it going to be streamable?
1: I think our... At the end of the day, what we want to do is that... Based on how well this screening goes... Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably try to do another one. Um, but if it doesn't go that well... We'll just put it on, on YouTube. Just like the whole thing. Like, here you go. Here's the whole movie. For free. Yeah. Whatever.
0: <laughs> I mean, as a filmmaker, do you think like YouTube is like a cause like there's stand up comedians and like just artists, you know, just putting shit out on YouTube and, you know, monetizing on that and making something. Is a is YouTube like a, a viable place as a filmmaker, do you think, to like just put out your work?
1: I definitely think it's a place where you can showcase your work. I I don't know if it's a place that you can thrive in as a filmmaker. Not anymore, mm. at least. Because if this was if this was like like 2006 I would say yeah but it's the that bubbles that, that that bubble's done been popped you know yeah you had to be there on the ground floor making stuff making digital shorts that's why Andy Sandberg is you know as popular as he is today is because he was making all these YouTube videos and stuff like that that's why you know a lot of people on SNL that you see now like the new schools because they were making content on YouTube when it was a big thing and, you know, being who I am now, being kind of, not necessarily like late to the party, but just like, you know, YouTube is not going to gain, YouTube is not going to get me out of any sort of hole. It will be a place to just like display what I have made and people for that for them to see it. And the only really way that somebody can go from YouTube to like, as like a filmmaker like myself, and then being spring, sprung into a, a better situation is if somebody at a higher level sees that, is a fan of it and and kind of disseminates it to the people they know.
0: Right. Yeah. The traditional quote unquote way.
1: Exactly. It's like, it's, it is a completely a who, you know, type deal, Hmm. no matter what you do in this, in in this particular industry, people, it it only matters if people that are in a higher power than you dig it and want to share it with other people. That's the make or break of it all.
0: What about the, the crowdfunding, like, at, side? Like, do you think it's – because I don't know. You see, like, projects coming off the ground, not necessarily, like, TV and film, right? But, you know, like, whether it's, like, mm-hmm. this little invention that someone made or whether it's, you know, someone's – I know, like, our, our different comedians and stuff at Patreons or whatever. Like, do, mm-hmm. you, like it's, do you think, like, from your point of view, right, as a, as a filmmaker, do you think mm-hmm. crowdfunding? Like, instead of having to, like – like, save Boner Man. Say if Boner Man mm-hmm. releases out there and the people love it. People cry for boner man. Like, would you rather have the big wigs, the traditional side come up to you and say, here's this money. We want to like help you, you know, whatever. Or would you rather just have the fans of boner man put their money into like a Patreon and be like, we are f- crowdfunding for boner
1: man too or whatever. I think they're both sort of, they both will get you in the same place um, in the end game because mm. like. I mean, if, if, if that kind of question kind of boils down to, do you want to be picked up immediately by a company or do you want to have a cult following? Mm-hmm. And I think, personally, I feel like I'd rather have support from people that really like the work and really, you know, because that's the way, you know, things last. Like, we Clerks is popular because it was a cult classic. You know, yep. people still talk about Clerks. There's a Clerks 3 coming out, for God's sake, mm. you know people still talk about it because it's such a it's a cult classic people love it it's like a, it's a darling to them but like if um but also if like a big company shows up and they're like here here's somebody we'll make it again like i'm not gonna say no to it i'm not an idiot right like, yeah <laughs> and it's it's just you're, you're all gonna get somewhere in the same place yeah you know it's just it's just gonna be longer if you have fans that like Like, for example, um, there's a movie that came out recently called Mad God by Phil Tippett, who's a visual effects mastermind. He did visual effects for, you know, Jurassic Park, RoboCop, uh, Starship Troopers. And he made this movie called Mad God. It took him 30 years to make it. And it was all it's all stop motion. So that's a part of the reason why. But also it was completely funded by fans of his and his work. But so it's like, yeah, you can have that support of your fans, but it's just going to take a long time to get there. Or you could just immediately get the money from a company and be like, Alright, cool. I'm gonna do it. I feel like it would just be I would rather honestly just like take a money that a company would give me and be like, Alright, cool, thank you. I'm gonna still do something that is within my voice. You right. know? Just because um just because a company gives you a lot of money doesn't necessarily mean they're going to try to like bastardize your voice, you know what I mean? hmm Yo, Mad God looks sick, man. It's, the cover it's really alone.
0: great.
1: It's really weird. It's it's like 80 minutes. There's no dialogue, really.
0: No dialogue? It's
1: just, yeah, it's just like sounds, pretty much. And it's just it's this descent into hell, and it's all stop motion and completely nightmarish.
0: Dude, the thing about stop motion is that it looks real because it's an actual physical object
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's being shot. Yeah. And I it's, think it's
1: fantastic. It's a beautiful art. I think we should just preserve stop motion as much as possible. Like,
0: I don't know. When it comes to like movies and shit, like I, I know it's probably cheaper or whatever, but. I love movies like John Carpenter's The Thing, you know? Like, that practicality oh, yeah. with, like... That's, Practical effects. It's just so fucking tasty, right? Like, that scene where that guy's on the table and his head starts detaching, running away from the fire. Yeah. And you yeah. see that... And it looks like latex. Like, I'm sure that's not how skin snaps if the head was running away from the body, but, like, it looked mm-hmm. so grotesque and awesome,
1: dude. Well, that's the thing, is that, like... that. That's fun. But the thing is, <laughs> is that... Um, <laughs> It's it's so much easier to exploit the labor of visual effects artists than it is a person that makes practical effects, mm. you know? Uh, and that's the reason why you have so many things that are dependent <laughs> on green screens because companies like Marvel don't pay their VFX artists enough. They put them on a time crunch and they treat them like shit. So, mm. like, why... It's kind of like, why would I pay money for something that's going to take more time and take more money when I can just fuck over this guy for three years. Yeah.
0: I hate that. Like a bunch of the, the visual effects artists, like they're, uh, are they revolting yet over at Marvel or like, it's, I, just, it's coming to I, light, right? If rumors are, they sp- should.
1: I mean, who, like, I mean, personally, like who gives a shit after end game? Like after I watched <sighs> Endgame, game, I was like, okay, I'm clocking out. I'm done.
0: Nah, I'm still sucking on that teat, dude. I'm, I'm such a fanboy, dude. <laughs> I love movies like that right now, dude. Like, I don't care what anyone says. You can tell me why Miss Marvel sucks. I'll say, shut up. She's amazing, okay? <laughs>
1: You're the reason the VFX artist is just <laughs> crawling and sleeping under their desk. I, I'm sorry. I just love that teat Marvel is
0: letting me suckle on. It's really nice. It's comfortable. It's. I, I look forward to things because of them now, you know? The world, I'm not worried about nuclear war. I'm worried about fucking 2024 and Avengers King Dynasty to come out. That's that's what I'm looking forward to, okay? <laughs>
1: I mean, whatever gets here to the next day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh man, are you I mean, are you not uh, are you not feeling as happy with Marvel with as uh, like Endgame are you like like are you, have you checked out completely or cuz they're saying that like Phase 4 is the fallout, right? That's the fallout of like that like think about it like this, right? After you have sex and after you blow a load.
1: This is a great a great analogy already.
0: I, I got you hooked. That was Endgame. Endgame was the load being blown. Finally, after all those years of of foreplay with Thanos and the idea of Thanos. We got to Endgame and Infinity War was a phenomenal movie. Phenomenal movie, right? Great movie about Thanos. We loved it. And then Endgame. Ended however it ended. Like people even complain about that still. Whatever. I loved it. I cried like a little baby. We just we just blew our load. We're feeling like Cloud Nine after Endgame. And now we have to do what's it called? Poised post-coital like uh uh what is it comfort session you have to like see how you're doing after sex you know what i mean Something that's a thing right. couples gotta do you know after you have after i have sex you have to check in on each other hey how you doing you good after that? you want to cuddle a little bit want to get a little close that's oh, you what becoming
1: like a new yorker <laughs> like, oh shit my bad i don't know it's so... <laughs> hey, how you doing you doing all right you're doing all right so, you're f- like- was that good for you?
0: After I blow a load, I become a New Yorker, dude. I'm just like, hey, that was that was really good for me. Was that good for hey, you? Brooklyn style coitus, you gotta fold it. <laughs> now where's the water at? All right, I need hey. some water after coitus.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 blowing loads here. Hey. <laughs> I'm blowing here. I'm blowing here. <laughs> cha <Ha-cha-cha>. cha. <laughs> <Kabagoo.
0: laughs> We're, so we're at the end of all that, and we, and we have to now – that's what phase four, all these movies that have just come, all these shows is basically like, hey, this is where we're at right now. We lost some people. Here are – like, you know, like, okay, Kevin Smith, like he likes to think of like when he's making movies, all his characters are like his toys, right? Like back when he was a kid with the Star Wars toy yeah. action figures, right? We just had this huge movie, and all our main toys that we played with in Avengers Endgame, some of them, we lost them. They're broken now. They died, right? We just got new toys. And we're still reminiscing about our old times with the old toys and how happy we were with them. And how happy that Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. toy made me... (laughs) I love him. How he made us feel. But now we have new toys, you know? And people aren't happy with them necessarily yet. But I feel, especially after Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con just passed, I feel Mm -hmm. like people are a bit more like they're, – they're, they're less judgy now, now that they have a better view of what the what the next horizon is for, uh, for Marvel.
1: Well, the people that keep coming – the people that go to Comic-Con are going to be the people that see the movies. So it's just kind of like that in itself mm-hmm. is a bias. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People that go to Comic-Con and they go and they wait for three hours for Hall H or whatever to see the Marvel panel – uh, those are those are the people that are not going to turn their nose at a Marvel movie. You already <laughs> got that. You know they're done. You, you they bought their ticket. They're done. They're sold.
0: Right. You right. don't got to
1: worry about them. It's the other people outside of the hall age that yeah. you got to worry about. So it's like, in my opinion, it's like it's just exposure. It's like, it's like we've seen it too many times. It's just mm. like okay, I've 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 been there. I've seen it. I was in the theater when Iron Man came out, and I was in the theater when End Game came out and i was done i felt like okay that's that's i'm closing the book i did it all the heroes that i somewhat knew or had some sort of attachment to i i am done i'm I'm washing my hands clean of this everything else is just like just trying to get you back in the theater you know Mm -hmm. it's like Marvel is becoming that one friend at a party. It's like, it, come back in. One more shot. One more shot. And you're like, no, I really got to go fucking home. Like, I got a family. I got a family in Marvel. Like, please. Like, no, it's just one more. And you're just, like, looking at them, and they're just, like, vomit on their shirt. There's, like, people fighting behind them. And you're like, I don't want to go over there anymore. I'm fine. Like, I, I did it. I've done it. It's like the fucking, like, being a dirtbag at 19. Like, yeah, you do all the drugs. You do all the things. You have fun. And then you're like, okay, I'm done. I, I, I feel satisfied. No. I don't need to do it anymore. You know, I don't need another hero. I don't need... Because, like... Oh. Oh.
0: I cut him off. I was like, nah, do not talk bad. You don't talk bad. All right. Sorry about that. <laughs> You're, you, no, I was like, how dare you talk about Marvel like this? I cut you off. <laughs>
1: Drop the call.
0: <laughs> Fucking SWAT team's coming. I swatted you. They're on their way.
1: It was gonna happen sooner or later.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, I hear you. I hear everything you're saying. I validate, yeah, you. I see like, you, I feel you. But have you seen Oscar Isaacs in Moon Knight yet? Oh no. Oscar no, Isaac is I so good though. It. He's so good.
1: Worry. Oscar Isaac's gonna be good no matter what. Like Oscar Isaac is Oscar Isaac. Okay. But yes. Moon Knight is
0: just it's it' the the Egyptian mythology coming in, like cause here's the thing, like when Marvel first started, right with Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, all these like Hawkeye, like yeah. p- like these weren't the high; these weren't like the top Avengers for that they picked out for Marvel. These were like the 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 runt of the litter when it came to like pr- uh, properties that Marvel could use for like an Avengers team. They couldn't use Spider Man,
1: they- Captain America, Thor, and Hulk.
0: Captain America, Thor, Hulk, and Iron Man. Ne- they weren't necessarily top choices for; the- they were just who they could get when it came to Avengers and stuff. Like those no. like, here, like like
1: here's the thing. No. Here's the
0: thing. No. Let me let me let me just put this out real quick. I feel like when they made Iron Man, I feel like it was with the same love and intentions that they when they when George Lucas was making Star Wars, the first one. They weren't thinking of like maybe they were having, you know, aspirations and dreams, sure, but they were trying to make a good quality film here, right? About something they loved, you know, Iron Man, Marvel, right? They weren't thinking about making this grand fucking spectacle, but they also didn't have like all their favorite toys that they could use. But we fell in love with them. You know, they weren't perfect. Thor one, not necessarily perfect. Friggin' Chris Hemsworth eyebrows. Where are they? OK, he looks a little weird. Thor two, a little dark. It was a little too dark. I was like, I can't see anything in this movie. These movies aren't per- I mean freaking Edward Norton Edward Norton was supposed to be the Hulk but then there was like some drama with that. Like shit wasn't perfect in the beginning of Marvel, you know what I mean? But everyone like I don't know, puts it on this like giant pedestal about like it's so perfect and it shouldn't be touched anymore but it's like it's ever evolving. Like I want to see crazy shit. I want them to like spy- like Spider-Verse into the Spider-Verse? Dude, bring out Spider-Pig. Fuck yes. Give me Tom Cruise as fucking Iron Man right now. You know what I mean? Make it weird. Make it weird for me. You know what I mean?
1: Are you are you like I mean, I'm getting hung up on the fact that you said that, um that that Iron Man, Thor, and Hulk were just the runs of what they could get. You're trying you're trying to tell me that they got that they got the the classic Avengers and we're like holy shit we have the avengers now like no this was completely planned and orchestrated this was like like this was like a 7 day summit somewhere and they were like okay this is what we're doing this is the plan this wasn't accidental this is they're fucking smart all right they they've known since, since the beginning of what we're going to do. Hopefully, they're like, all right, we're going to bank mm-hmm. all of our fucking money on on, the, on Iron Man. And if people love it, boom, that's it. We can get to this thing. We right, can get right. get to the Avengers. There's no way. There's no way on the fucking planet they were like, oh, these are these are the runs of the litter. Oh, my God. We have the Avengers completely. Like, No, no, no. They knew what they were doing from day one that they were going to lead up to this.
0: But the first Avengers team wasn't necessarily what we got in the movies, though. Because they couldn't get Scarlet Witch. They couldn't get any X-Men out. They couldn't get Black Panther out because of rights or whatever. Like, the the whole X-Men alone, we've been waiting for so long. Like, even Robert Downey Jr. when they did Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. was not the first choice for them to pick. They were who they could get because Robert was down on his luck. Nobody wanted him, and they could get him for cheap. So, I I still think, yes, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, those characters. Even Hulk, dude. Think about it. When you watch Hulk movies with the Brua, with what's his face? Mark Ruffalo. He never yeah. talks. Hulk never talks. Why? Because the identity, the property or whatever of the Hulk still belonged to Fox, which wasn't Disney yet, right? Mm-hmm. So they couldn't do shit. Like, dude, Edward Norton's Hulk movie, which was technically a, a 20th century Fox film, right? Because they owned the right back then. That yeah. was a great movie. You got Hulk smash. Pssh. And you got like Betty, you know, like I'm the Hulk, you know. You got a really good identity of who Hulk was, right? But like yeah. this one didn't even give you that much when it came to the Incredible Hulk. You know what I mean? He was just like, okay, he's there, cool. But uh, but still, Robert Downey Jr. was not the first pick. He wasn't. He wasn't the Robert Downey Jr. we know of him today. He like that's how I feel about the about the original like Iron Man movie. It wasn't this amazing monolith of a film when they put it out. Like it became that over time. But when they first put it out, they were like, let's see what we can make. Yeah, we have aspirations. You know, Kevin Feige's fucking who knows like how how long he had this written down about the plan for Avengers, you know. But they didn't know it was going to take off. They didn't know people were going to love Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, right? Like I, That's all I'm saying. Everything, you know, like everything, you know, starts from somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I I just embrace change You know I can't wait to see how like Secret Wars dude like you can't tell me You're not excited for Secret Wars To be put on a fucking big screen Like the setup The setup for Endgame (laughs) was so good Do you have any idea how good it's gonna feel To nut after Secret Wars Oh my god You're gonna be screaming for more
1: I'm gonna be in a theater over watching something else. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna be doing. I'm gonna be like, bro, you should be here right now, bro. Doctor Doom just popped out, bro. Doctor Doom just popped out, man. Like
0: who? <laughs> no, no, no. Who? You know who,
1: Doctor Doom. You're not is.
0: telling me you're not excited for Doctor Doom. You're not excited for like the Fantastic Four because you heard also right that the that the Reed Richards we saw and I don't know. Did you watch Multiverse of Madness? To be fair, that movie, I think people overhyped it. When they theorized with it, I think mm-hmm. it, it, it it ruined it for me personally. Where I was hoping for so many characters to pop up, but like I it, it was it, I got handed what I got handed right. Mm-hmm. But what's his face? Uh Jim from The Office.
1: John Krasinski. John
0: Krasinski there. When he pops up as Reed Richards, that was just like a nod. Kevin Feige was like, We see you fans. Like, we know you think he'd be great. Here he is, but he's not gonna be our Reed Richards. Yeah, no. Like, dude, like I'm so fucking stoked for like the like they leaked the cast for Fantastic Four, and I'm here for it again. I'm just like suckling on the teat, dude. I'm one of those.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's if that's if that's what you like, then yeah, totally. Like, you know, more power to you. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna burn down every theater that's showing Marvel. Like, I I I have I do have the right to also be like I'm done. I'm okay. I am. I'm full. I've I've had my potatoes. I've had my chicken. I'm good. I don't need anything else. I'm okay.
0: Open your mouth and take the Thor burger right nah,
1: now. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. good. I'm okay. Because you're, <laughs> you're also you're,
0: you're also talking to the guy who enjoyed uh, Batman and Robin with George Clooney. I,
1: I, well, I you probably I, grew up with it. That's probably why you liked it because you grew up with it, dude. Are you saying
0: I have nostalgia glasses? Are you saying I, what? The bat I nipples saying,
1: hypnotized he, me. Okay,
0: the bat nipples hypnotized me.
1: I say people like things because because there's a closeness to it. There's a there's a tenderness that they have towards it. Like I love the Mummy. Like I watched that shit. Dude, that shit's DVD so good until it fucking burnt. Like that that just came out hot. Who doesn't Am like I, that movie? Is the Mummy perfect? No, but do I think it's fantastic? Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: The Mummy Two even holds up. I think.
1: Oh yeah, the Mummy was fantastic.
0: The 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 but Rock that's, that's, CGI does not hold up. Like that was very also it was
1: like aware. early two thousands, early two so.
0: thousands for sure.
1: But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that like, there's a people are gonna keep seeing these movies because they grew up with the comics. They they grew up with these characters. They have their favorites. They grew up with the action figures and all that shit. They had probably like superhero Marvel like bed sheets and stuff like that. So those, there's always gonna be people in the theater no matter what. Oh yeah. So it's just like, I think talking about it becomes like a moot point. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like, oh man. I love air. I that shit <laughs> great. And it's You'll like, Fuck yeah. air. It's fantastic, yeah. I mean, with the way things are going right now, it's like, oh, enjoy it while you can, but it's like, yeah. it's always, it's like, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's like, a, I'm taking it for granted, you yeah, know? Yeah, And it's like, not because, like, not to, like, poo-poo on, like, you know, I have my criticisms, but not to, like, sure. not to, like poo-poo, and all this, it's like, that's not, it's not my bag, you know? Yeah. I never really grew up with, like, reading a lot of marvel comics you know because we didn't have a lot of comic shops when i was a kid i didn't watch a lot of the cartoons because like i wasn't really you know excited about superheroes and stuff like that i grew up on like watching like weird cartoons and stuff like that like what? i watched like what i watched well i would watch like Yu-Gi-Oh? i was there for like i fucking love not, you no know? <laughs> i was not even like Not even like anime I, I i never really watched that when i was a kid i really watched um just just whatever's on nickelodeon in the 90s like i watched you know um rugrats cat dog modern um, life Rocko's modern life, Rocko's modern life hey. invader Zim. like those were like those were the things like i loved mm. that really wacky offbeat 90s um cartoon style and like when they brought back Rock's modern life on netflix i was like yeah i'm gonna watch that and when they brought back invader Zim for the movie i was like yeah i'm gonna watch that like that's those are my things, you know? Yeah. And those things have, you know, they have a cult following. Though mm-hmm. They don't have Kevin Feige mouse money from fucking Disney. You no, know, it's don't. like, it's just Joan and Vasquez being like, okay, we have enough people that keep asking about Zim all the time, even though it's been a decade. Netflix wants to give me money and we're going to make a Zim movie. Yeah, sure, I'll do it. You know, it's just that, it just... It's like you're finishing a meal, like a really delicious meal. You've had everything that you wanted and you're done. You know, it's not like it's like it's like or it's not like it's either that or like you're just eating chips forever because it feels good. But you're not satisfied. You're just unfulfilling. Right. But with something that's smaller like that, you have a connection to it. You were there from its beginning and you're there for the little like hiccup of resurgence. And that's it. And then you let it go. You let it die. You let things continue and you let you let other things have room to come back in. Yeah. You know, and then maybe 10 years, 20 years. It's like, oh, we're remaking Spider-Man for the fifth time. We're remaking Fantastic Four. And it's like, all right, cool. I've already had mine. I've had my fill, but I don't let everybody else have theirs. Yeah. You know, I that's that's just like my, um, that's my point of view. I was never. I, I'm the wrong guy to talk about that kind of stuff.
0: No, you're the right guy to talk about because I feel like that's just. I mean, I, like these two opposing opinions about Marvel can still coexist. You know what I mean? Like, like, because, because at the end of the day, these movies are for kids so that Disney can sell toys and make fucking money off that merch. Like we, we, like, I don't know. Like we I can fall in love with, with the Avengers. I can fall in love with like clerks or whatever. Right. Or I can fall in love with any kind of medium and I can feel so connected to it. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's not, it's not me, right? Like, there's no connection to yeah. me, you know. And anyone have an opinion about it? Because that's when people get pissed off when you say Star Wars sucks, and they're like, "What?
1: Fuck you!" Yeah, like that's that's another thing. People are like, "Yeah, Star Wars is all fucking like, you know, for kids. It's like kitty, kitty Star Wars. <laughs> it's like, motherfucker, when it came out in the '70s, you were like ten. Like, it's always been for kids. Have you seen Star Wars? Have you seen it? It's just, it's just, it's just kid it's stuff. Just,
0: yeah. That being said, I do see you differently after. Not wanting to watch Oscar Isaacs and Moon Knight. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you, okay, man? I just, I just love that man so God, Dude, I just watched – sorry. Oscar Isaacs always like has me go off in a tangent to Pedro Pascal, right? Pedro, Pedro Pascal? Right. Yeah, Pedro I, Pascal. I just saw him with Nicolas Cage in The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, talk about two idiots – going on this I adventure I've seen
1: that movie yet.
0: I'm not going to say anything then cuz I just think it was so it
1: was so much fun dude I just sorry just Oscar Isaac's to him just no I I think there was something I watched with Oscar Isaac and I was just like oh yeah he's great mm. um I just think he's just a really really talented really good actor I think I think no matter what Oscar Isaac is in, he's not going to phone it in he's just always going to he comes in he does his work and then he leaves you know oh yeah I think he always just delivers I'm so, like I have a hard time Getting through TV and movies. Like, I don't, I don't, I haven't watched anything that came out recently. I think the last movie I really saw in theaters, besides Mad God, was Everything Everywhere All at Once. And that was the one thing that I was hyped for because, you know, I liked Swiss Army Man and I loved that team. So I went and I saw it. That was the one movie where I was like, I'm really, really hyped to see this.
0: Uh, That was definitely a much better multiversal themed film than Doctor Strange. I loved their depiction of multiversal, like Mm -hmm. not travel, but just the theory of multiverses.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of like a it's like a pie in the face to, you know, Marvel and stuff like that. It's just kind of like, okay, yeah, here's our multiverse. It's it's silly, it's stupid. It's kind of like a it's it's like taking the piss out of like serious, you know, this is the multiverse. Oh my god, this is the theory and blah 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 blah. That's that's what I like about it. It's like we're, we're taking this silly story, taking something, we're just taking taking it off the pedestal pretty much.
0: This great grand theory and just putting a giant bagel a bagel in it and making you look at it and that's your that's your that's it.
1: Yeah, and it's like that's that's kind of like, in my opinion, that's kind of like a celebration of life in a way. It's like we yeah. have things. There's it's just like life. Like people take the multiverse and like you know life is like so seriously, and it's like you know everything's end all or be all. It's Just like this doesn't always have to be like that. You know, just yeah. enjoy it. It's just, it's just a, it's a celebration. It's fun. You know, so just fucking relax it's not it's not nothing has to be like fantastic cinema nothing has to be like so so good you could just enjoy things and have fun
0: that's exactly what i'm gonna tell you when you come over and i put on multiverse of madness for you
1: (laughs) i'll watch it i'll watch it i'll sit down and be like okay
0: (laughs) we're going through this all right here we go
1: i mean why not (laughs) no i'd much rather
0: have a kevin smith marathon with you dude i'd much rather do that with you
1: yeah all right i I haven't seen a lot of kevin smith movies
0: either i'm really bad at watching movies (laughs) oh dude honestly i think that makes sense for you i mean you just finished i mean you're about to premiere a film you just worked on yourself seems like you were busy it's it was a lot (laughs) yeah dude and also just to bring up a fucking my favorite thing about everything everywhere all at once is their visual effects team and how fucking small and mighty they are oh yeah it was like less than 10 people including one of the daniels Mm-hmm. Who like mm-hmm. they weren't even like an expert at VFX, but they're like, no,
1: let's let's I can let's do it. Yeah, but also like they like they treated their their coworkers and the people that were working under them with like a lot of love and fun and care, and that if you do that, you get a good product at the end. What? Shut up! No way. Who'd have thought? Who's who'd have thought? And Jeff Bezos, if you're hearing this,
0: <laughs> shout out Jeff if you're listening. I know you are, motherfucker. Love Happy that boat fucking boats and hoes with that guy uh anyways love um, people are gonna be listening
1: to this and be like wow this guy's a cynical prick <laughs> i'm not gonna watch this movie
0: you're an artist dude you have to see it through that lens because if you don't who else will you know you have to show it through that you know so we can see the heart in life it's okay mm-hmm. all right so now we're getting to my favorite part of the podcast we got to a good spot i think right. uh this is uh you ever watch inside the Actor studio
1: yeah <laughs> yeah. All right. I was like eight years old watching that shit. I had a great time. Yeah. oh, well, this is now your your actor
0: inside the actor studio moment. Uh, All right. I love the questions that Mr. James Lipton would ask at the end of every interview. He would ask mm-hmm. 10 questions uh, just ver not too crazy. I didn't want to tell you beforehand because I, I don't know, it's always a surprise for the guest and I like to get you know just I think
1: it's fun. I think it's fun.
0: Yeah, oh ah, fuck yeah. okay, cool. So yeah, so take your time with the uh, with answering, you know, let it sink in. Uh, but yeah, here we go. Here's the first question for you, sir. First question is What is your favorite word?
1: Here. You're going to have to edit out me waiting to give you an answer. I got uh, you.
0: Hold up. Uh, there it is. There's the cut.
1: There we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Ah. Oh. One of my favorite words is uh, accretion. Uh, I learned this in my um, astronomy class when I was at CSUN. And the idea of accretion, I just love the way it sounds and I just love the idea of it. It's when, um, I'm probably fucking this up, I'm sure Neil deGrasse Tyson's going to be like, if he ever hears this, he's going like, to shit his pants and die, because I get it wrong. But it's about <laughs> these, um, when two um, bodies, uh, celestial bodies, like, you know either like a meteor or an asteroid or something like that, come together because their gravitational pull is pulling them close together, that force is so strong that it's making them smash together over time and then they become a dwarf planet. They become a small baby planet. And that is the process of a creation is when you get two different things, um, or, or two two bodies and you bring them together and they make one bigger thing together. And I just think that's... that that I The way it sounds, like phonetically, a creation is really cool, but I feel like it also helps me... Um try to say I get a lot of points across when I use the word accretion of just putting it together. Yeah. You know, after after I explain accretion to it's a good visual, yeah. Yeah, I just I think that's just a word that's stuck with me a lot is accretion.
0: Nice. Next question. What is your least favorite word?
1: My least favorite word. I think my least favorite word is master. Nice. Okay. Especially like right now. Mm. I think I think people just like throw words around all the time. Uh-huh. And especially my my Instagram algorithm is, is is the one thing that's getting me closer to like jumping out of a window every day. <laughs> but it's um it's uh I have a lot of like film Twitter or film Instagram like suggested things on my timeline. And it's like, oh, Christopher Nolan is a master. Kevin Feige is a master. This is a master class in cinema. And it's like, shut. These people aren't going to fuck you if you keep posting about on Instagram. Like, I just get so mad about it. Oh, oh, master and content. I hate the word content. Every time someone says they're making content, I want to eat a gun. It just makes me want to, like, put a noose around my neck and just, like, climb a fucking lifeguard post and jump off of it. I hate the word content. It's... It makes you, it makes like my skin prickles at like <laughs> content. It's so gross. It's so slimy. It doesn't mean anything. <sighs> nice. So yeah, content, content master. I hate those words. More, I hate, I hate content more than I hate master though. Okay. Nice.
0: Next question. What turns you on? What makes you happy? Like when I see it in something or, or like, or what, what, like, what turns you on the sense, like what
1: makes you happy? Like what, 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 like brightens you up? People going for it. Mm. People going for it. Um, like a fearlessness, you know, there's, there's a certain, like, when I see somebody really try to make something happen and they have the determination, they have the guts to do something despite, you know, whatever obstacles they have. I feel fantastic. Mm. It, it just makes me feel like it's uh It's like a. I feel. I feel like you know. As a human race, we're gonna be okay. When people are like, "This is what my heart told me to do," I'm gonna fucking do it. And you see them do it, and you're like, "Yes there there are people <laughs> there are people who 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 are just you know jumping off that cliff and flying." I think that's the thing is when people just just try to make their, you know, dreams come true. I, I think that's fantastic. I love when people go for it.
0: Mm.
1: I love the bravery. If you don't see, there's not a lot of, you don't see a lot of people who, who are, who just kind of throw caution to the wind anymore. I think people are very kind of like hung up on things a lot of the times. Um, so when you do see somebody, you know, like I said, going for it, it's a, just refreshing and it's rejuvenating and it, it inspires people to also do the same thing. Beautiful. So, yeah. What turns you off? What makes you unhappy? Oh, God. Yeah. I think when it's, it's got to be it's got to be the flip side of that. It's like fear, mm. you know, fear and like, you know, worrying and stuff like that. It's it's when people like it, it's the self deprivation of it all. Like it's. When I see somebody, like, not fulfilling, you know, not, not going for it, and not doing things that makes them happy, it's just... They may have their reasons, but, like, one of the first gut feelings I have is just, like, ew, you know? Like, why? Why live like that? Why live in this sort of, like, fetal position for the rest of your life?
0: Mm.
1: What's... Just, 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 just do it. Just fucking do it, please. Just, <laughs> it's not that hard. It's gonna be hard. It's always hard for everybody. You're not the only one. Just do it. That's just life. So when people just fucking fold and cave in, they just become like this wormy sort of thing of just insecurities. And it's, it's not, it's not, uh, it just doesn't feel good to watch. It it, it gets just like your stomach curdles and you're like, fuck, like that's, Hmm. that's that's sad. So I, whenever someone is like, you know, there's worry and fear and it's keeping them that self, self deprivation of it all. It's, Hmm. That just makes my like stomach churn. Right on, okay, nice.
0: Next question. What sound or noise do you love?
1: <sighs> sound or noise that I love. There's a lot. There's a lot of good sounds that I love. I love the sound of a train when it passes by. I love the sound of a plane taking off. I love the sound of my grandpa lighting a joint when he was still around. <laughs> I love the sound of my favorite cartoons coming on. I love the sound of Jack's when I make them laugh really hard. This kind of like this like squawking sound. <laughs> there's there's just so much. There's just so much I really love. There's not enough really. To pin it down. I think... Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure there's a, there's a lot that I really, really, really like. It's kind of hard to nail it down. I think... Ah, uh, I also really like the sound of a doorbell on Halloween night. Nice. That makes me feel happy. I love that. I'm going to land with that, because that feels nicer. That... I feel like that captures my whole attitude. Beautiful. Very rad. Mm.
0: Next question. What sound or
1: noise do you hate? (laughs) Okay, so I used to live in Alhambra and there would be this guy that would live next door and every morning he would just go, he would just hack up phlegm and just (laughs) spit onto the floor. And so I think the this, this, this sound of hacking and spitting is gross. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go with that. I think just, just the, this, the sound of spitting is disgusting. I'm going to go with that. Red.
0: That was a good one. What is your favorite curse word?
1: Okay. Oh. That one's hard. Um... I think fuck is a classic you can't beat fuck cuz it's you can twist it you can add your own stink to it you can go fuck fucking fuckhead fucko fuck shit fuckery fucking it's it's just you just can't you just can't beat it you know i think fuck is a perfect like it's like a cash all. It's like a wild card. It just has all the colors in one, <laughs> and you can just interchange it. You know, you can reverse engineer. Fuck, you know, <laughs> you can put it in the middle of the word. To add Emphasis. You can just add it at the end. You can add it in the beginning. You can. It's just so all encompassing. I love the word fuck. Mm. I know there's a better curse word that I'm gonna forget, and I'll be like fuck. <laughs> ah, like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think fuck is the is the curse word that I use the most. So I think that's why I like it so much is that it's just part of my vernacular every day. Mm. Right on.
0: What profession other than your own would you like to attempt?
1: Hmm. Is it like completely like outside of the arts?
0: Yeah. If you weren't in the arts, what else would you do?
1: In the arts, I think if I wasn't in the arts, I would probably be because everything I would I would say would is like related to art. I would be like, oh, I would like to be a musician, or I would like to be an author, or I would like to be a librarian. But all those things have to do with art. So I think the next thing that I would want to do that's like it's it, it is kind of in a sense art, but that's kind of like a like, kind of like a flowery thing. I think I would want to be an architect. Mm. I think there's just something I think something so pleasing when you see a structure that just really evokes what it's meant to do and just how it works like designing something like that. I'd love to be an architect and just design wild ass buildings. I know architects usually are just like, I have this great idea and then it just gets fucking like bastardized by everybody and it becomes a shittier version of what they wanted it to be but i think an, an architect is something that's architecture is something i'm very interested in mm. ever since i took i think it was like theater 350 season but uh. we had to learn about like because i was in i was in barcelona like last month and um i went to the la sagrada familia the big like gothic cathedral in barcelona that, that, that that's taking like hundreds of years to build oh that's and, right you i've never seen anything like it and just the feeling you get when you're in there mm-hmm. and it just it's crazy it's crazy that like god he created a building that looks like sand on the beach just like falling down it's it's wow. fantastic it's it is art in a way mm-hmm. but it's also just like the creation of it the design of it all the Everything about it. I think that's what I would like to do. I would like to be an architect or somebody that somebody that's like involved in architecture in some way. All these answers are going to be somewhat related to art, you know. Yeah. So I would say, I would say I would like to be an architect.
0: Right on. Nice, nice. Next question: What profession would you not like to do?
1: Anything I did leading up to this. <laughs> <laughs> um. God. Oh anything uh i any any like retail job i i would rather i'd rather die than go back to working at office depot again Hmm. (laughs) it's it's just such a soul crushing like micromanaging hellscape working a retail job where you're like Selling something that you don't give a fuck about, and you don't care, and there's no passion whatsoever. I worked at Office Depot for like eight years at the copy and print department. Just making copies, laminating shit, binding books, cutting reams of paper, and I was miserable. It was awful. I think that that's a terrible job. I hated it. I <laughs> And everybody knew I hated it. My boss... I even told my boss at the time, I was like, yeah, I don't want to be like you. Right <laughs> <He laughs> to his face. And I didn't get fired after that. Yeah, I hated that. Aww. I also I also worked in education for a while. Um, but I, what I hated about education was, like, the bureaucracy around it. You know, mm. the way that they want you to, to teach, the way that they want you to instruct, the way that you approach it. They want to, like, get their hands in it and mess with it. Because, like... I worked in education before. I worked. I worked with like, um, like you know, kids in elementary school. I worked with kids in uh, middle school. I worked at, in prisons as a um, creative writing instructor, and they're all fantastic. It's all like you know, the act of teaching and instructing, and you know, you know, sending information, disseminating it, and um, drawing them in and getting them engaged with something. There's nothing like it.
0: Mm. But
1: when you have someone come in and say. You shouldn't be doing it like that. You should be doing it this way to get the same outcome. That's when it becomes hell. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, retail and working as a teacher who's just deprived of any joy of the job.
0: <sighs>
1: right on. Those are both those are both terrible jobs I've had. <laughs>
0: well, right on. All right. Here we go. Final question. All right. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
1: Surprise! (laughs) (laughs) Jumps out. God's like, hey! He wouldn't pop out. I'll be looking at him. He'd be like, hey! Surprise! Ah I'm like, fuck, All right, Danny DeVito! You're here. i I doubted it. I doubted you. I doubted you. You're here. I think that would be a perfect thing to be like, oh, he's got it. God's got a sense of humor. (laughs) If God does exist and he Mm. says surprise and it is a male, whatever. If they say surprise, (laughs) I think that's fucking hysterical. (laughs) Either either God saying surprise or God saying, I just thought thought it would be funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that would explain everything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I thought it would be funny uh, to have all this horrible shit You didn't think it was funny? I thought it was pretty funny You didn't think it was funny? Everybody else thought it was funny Dude <laughs> 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 Yeah, those are two things uh. that they, they would not fail to make me smile I, I don't want like You were a good guy Or you were a great blah 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 Just <laughs> Just, something, something, just a cheap joke. Is Come on in, dude. Surprise. Yeah, Come on in. Surprise. Come on in. I'm like, okay, sure.
0: It's like, I'm just kidding. You gotta go down there. I'm just
1: kidding. Come here, dude. <laughs> I don't know if you're joking or not
0: scared uh well right on man beautiful stuff beautiful stuff well there we we made it to the end of the podcast my friend
1: thank you for having me i just had a great time oh dude a pleasure to have
0: you hire i'm happy to have you whenever you want my friend now please this is i want you to please let them know where boner man where they can see it anything else (laughs) where they can see boner man uh the film not the person well unless there is a person out there a sexual vigilante out there but please take the floor
1: uh yeah so i'm, I'm screening my phone boner on i don't know when this is gonna come out today
0: but it should come oh, out it's coming out today it should okay. come out today yeah
1: uh, it's coming out august 6th i believe man I, if, if i fuck up my pitch <laughs> <then I'm sorry. laughs> uh it's gonna come out august 6th at um i think eight o'clock you know give me one second let me open up eventbrite <laughs> let's look it up i have i have it open actually Oh, okay, then you, you you're better you're better at telling it. Okay, it's um uh, gonna be on August sixth at Whammy Analog Media at in Echo Park. It's at seven thirty p.m. Uh, it's about eighty minutes long runtime, and uh, yeah, come check it out. Tickets are I think ten dollars or something like that, or eight dollars. But mm. if you just go on Eventbrite and type in Boner Man, I'm, it's got to be the first hit. If it's not, <laughs> then I'm very very surprised. <laughs> Or if you follow me on social media, it's I post it everywhere. It's you can't escape it if you follow me. I have to talk about it because that's the only way you can push anything you do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's for social media, unfortunately. But yeah, Boner Man, we have the analog media this Saturday, seven uh, thirty p.m., eight dollars ish, whatever, less less than a regular movie ticket. Done. Yeah, there you go. Oh. I feel slimy now. <laughs> nah,
0: plug it, baby. You gotta plug yourself, sell yourself. Eight fifty for Boner Man. Go watch it.
1: Please come see it. Yeah, support
0: and, the arts, man. Indie yeah, so filmmakers.
1: A silly ass movie.
0: Stealing shots for the silly movie. Mm-hmm. Boom.
1: It's, uh, it's our, it's our, it's mine and my partner's brainchild, and we, it's, it's our, it's our baby, and it's very, it's a very weird baby, but there's no universe where we would have a child and it's not eccentric. So. It means a lot to us. It's our our child. So come see it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, There'll be, like, beer. You can, like, Venmo, you know, honor system. But I'm not going to police you. So, yeah, come check it out.
0: There it is. Hiram Sanchez, baby. Woo! Oh, bro. (laughs) That was episode 55, my friends. We did it. We got through another episode. That was great. Not too bad, right? See, we're getting the hang of this. Ooh, ah, my anxiety is slowly going down every episode, you know? It's a little bit more every day. It's still hard, you know? I get nervous. You know, we all get nervous. It's normal. It's okay. It's all right. But when you have people like Hiram, it makes it a lot easier, you know? These guests, I'm thankful for all of them, man. It's been a great time. Hope you've been enjoying them. Uh, Hope you uh, get to go watch Boner, man. Coming out uh, this August. Date is August 6th, 2022. This Saturday, August 6th. If you're listening to this show, when it comes out today, in a week, you got a week. Uh, But it's going to be at Whammy. Address is going to be fine at the Eventbrite link. That's going to be in the description below. Uh, But yeah, go go check out some Boner Man. Check it out. Why don't you get out? Go poke at it. Go poke at it. All of, uh, yeah, the links are going to be down there. My links are down there, too, like always. Uh, Yeah, go search Stephen Brogan Cortez. Stephen, Stephen Bogan. I just said, go search Stephen Bogan Cortez. Go search Stephen Brogan Cortez. Okay, Uh, I need food. Uh, So, yeah. Uh, Oh, my God. We got to the best part. Don't forget, you're enough. You're more than enough. It's pretty incredible how enough you are. Okay, Bye.